Hey there, and thanks for joining me, Christina Stark, your host and direct selling queen of sparkle for the weekly gem here at my Get Your Sparkle On podcast, where you'll find gems of goodness for your business and motivation to help you achieve whatever you set your mind to. I know you've been there. Heck, I've been there. I have a really important project I need to complete. The deadline is looming, and yet that guest room seems to be calling my name. I tell myself that it's a good thing because I'm finally taking care of organizing it so someone can actually come visit and stay in the guest room. Even though I've had visitors stay on the inflatable air mattress in there without it being organized. But in the words of Martha Stewart, it's a good thing, I tell myself. And yet, I can always find something else to do that seems so much more important. So let's get to it already. The three points or facets I'd like to discuss today are number one, why do we procrastinate? Number two, the emotional cycle. And number three, how to break the cycle. So let's get to number one. Why do we do it? Why do we procrastinate? Why is it that we push the things that we really need to do off so easily? Is it because we don't know how to prioritize or manage our time? I know I'm not lazy. I'm an incredibly hard worker and loyal to my projects or goals. So why do I tend to push things off knowing it's not the best strategy? So bear with me for a little bit as I get really techy because this is fascinating. I love how our brain works. Dr. Piers Steele, a professor of motivational psychology at the University of Calgary and the author of The Procrastination Equation, How to Stop Putting Things Off and Start Getting Stuff Done, says it's self-harm. That self-awareness is a key part of why procrastinating makes us feel so rotten. When we procrastinate, we're not only aware that we're avoiding the task in question, but also that doing so is probably a really bad idea. And yet we do it anyways. We know it's a bad thing. There are negative consequences and we continue to do it because of an inability to manage negative moods around a task. In really plain speak, we procrastinate because we can't cope with difficult emotions and negative moods that are brought about by certain tasks. Boredom, anxiety, insecurity, frustration, resentment, self-doubt, and beyond. When we can't manage our emotions and the moods that come with them, we use procrastination as a tool to help us self-medicate, if you will. How we're feeling about something depends on the given task or situation. So it may be due to something inherently unpleasant about the task itself. Having to clean a dirty bathroom or actually talking to someone on the phone to share the opportunity of your company with them. But it might also result from deeper feelings related to that particular task, such as self-doubt, low self-esteem, anxiety, or maybe some insecurity. So when you're staring at the phone, you might be thinking, I really don't know what to say. And even if I do, what will they think of me? I don't want to ruin our friendship. What if she says she's not interested? All of this can lead us to think that putting aside making those phone calls and cleaning that guest room instead is a pretty good idea. But of course, this only compounds the negative associations we have with the task and those feelings will still be there whenever we come back to it, along with increased stress and anxiety, feelings of low self-esteem, and self-blame. 
So for some reason, we use procrastination to actually make us feel better, which is ironic since we procrastinate to avoid our negative feelings in the first place, but then end up feeling even worse. So now when we're faced with a task that makes us feel anxious or insecure, the amygdala, which is the threat detector part of our brain, perceives that task as a genuine threat. And in this case, it's to our self-esteem or well-being. So even if we don't recognize that we're putting off the task, that it'll create more stress for ourselves in the future, our brains are still wired to be more concerned with removing the threat that's happening to us in the present. And researchers called this an amygdala hijack. From all the articles I read, we just can't tell ourselves to stop procrastinating, but we can try to reduce the length of time we tend to put off certain tasks and become more self-aware in those instances. So our mindset is a powerful thing. So let's get to facet number two, our emotional cycle. As mentioned, whether it's business or a life goal, we all go through a cycle associated with our emotional state. I just went through a bunch of psychological information that just told us that procrastination is associated with our emotions. This cycle that we talk about, there are five stages in it. When it comes to procrastination, I'm going to touch briefly on the first three stages, but stage number four is where most of us get stuck. So imagine a clock and stage one is at the 12 o'clock position. That's where excitement is. This is where we are motivated by our big goal or maybe some smaller goals. For example, take this podcast. I was so excited. I got my equipment. We got it set up. I recorded my first episodes and I got them published. Now I have these big hopes that my podcast will take off and I'll have thousands of subscribers in a few weeks. And if we want to look at a business scenario, Let's say you've signed up to start as a new brand ambassador with a company. You are so excited. You've received the starter kit and you have these big goals of reaching the top rank in a few short weeks like you've seen others do. So now we move around that clock to halfway between the two and three o'clock position where the second stage is of frustration and we all experience it. Those dang obstacles where we hit the roadblocks that seem to stall out all our hopes and dreams of hitting our goal. So in the case of my podcast, I'm now not getting the listenership I was hoping for, and I didn't make the featured list on iTunes my first week. Or in the business example, you're not getting as many bookings as you wanted, or perhaps the ones you had booked canceled. Now you feel defeated. We move along the clock to the five o'clock position where doubt lives You begin to lose confidence in yourself. You start to tell yourself that you don't deserve success and you start listening to that little voice. Oh, we all listen to it in our head telling us that you don't know what you're doing and you begin to start looking at reasons to quit. Well, it's not worth it. Or why am I doing this? As I mentioned in episode one, this is exactly why you need to have a deep, meaningful reason for why you're wanting to attain a specific goal. This is your defense against that little voice in your head. And now we move to the position between seven and eight o'clock where procrastination sits in the cycle. This is stage number four. And another term for this 
is creative avoidance. And I think that term is a great descriptor because it's exactly what we do when we have something that we need to do, which should be a priority, but it seems to get moved down the list. We get creative in avoiding the thing we really need to do. And although I can't see you, I can virtually see you totally nodding your head and saying, oh yeah, I've done that plenty of times. Or maybe I'm the only one. Anyways, creative avoidance is where you find something else to do, such as tackling the coat and shoe closet that has been multiplying like rabbits over the winter. Instead of running the miles, prepping you for your upcoming marathon that you signed up for. Maybe it's reorganizing the storage shed, which suddenly needs your attention and you need to run to Target to purchase new storage bins so you can actually see what's inside those bins instead of making those follow-up phone calls to get replacement bookings on your calendar. Or Marie Kondo is now calling you out to declutter and spark joy in your life instead of researching and writing your next podcast content. See where I'm going with this? We all find excuses to give up on the goal we thought was the most important thing at the time. And it is still an important goal. That's why in episode one, I had you write down your why and put it someplace where you could see it. We are visual creatures. We need to be reminded of why we started this journey in the first place. And our emotions play a huge part in this process, as I mentioned in facet number one, because especially as women, we tend to focus on frustration and doubt. Those are seriously strong feelings that we've all felt due to personal past experiences. And our brain is wired to remind us that we don't like pain, including emotional pain. So we avoid things that might trigger those responses again. So whether it's a business or life goal, you don't want to stay in stages two, three, or four very long, but you really must get to the 10 o'clock position on the clock which is recommitment, and that's stage number five. Because there, you suddenly have an aha moment or realize a small victory of some kind, something that gets you back on track and moving forward. So in my podcast example, I get a really great review, and suddenly I realize that someone out there really does find my podcast to be helpful. There's hope that a few more people are responding to the messages and feel the same way. And for the brand ambassador, she gets a text from one of the people she has reached out to earlier and they want to book a party. She also gets a private message from a friend who has seen her posts on social media and is interested in purchasing some product. These events reignite our passion to recommit to our original goal and the cycle begins again at the top of the clock. Remember, this is a cycle, so be prepared to feel these feelings all over again. But now you've had a run through and have your why in a more visible spot this time. You're prepared for the roller coaster of emotions that life throws at you. And that's what makes this so exciting and frustrating and thrilling, disheartening and exhilarating. The small wins keep us moving forward, so we need to keep looking forward. And facet number three regarding breaking the cycle, I found an article from 2015 in Business Insider where they had an experiment. And so I wanted to share this experiment with you. 
Psychologists have figured out a ridiculously easy trick to combat your tendency to put things off. Break them up into smaller pieces. The idea is that you'll get a thrill out of checking those individual items off your to-do list, and before you know it, you'll have completed the whole project. The strategy is based upon a study out of Pennsylvania State University. Researchers asked these university students to pick up either of two buckets, one to the left of an alley or one to the right, and to carry the selected bucket to the end of the alley. One of the buckets was always placed closer to the end point. The researchers emphasized choosing the easier task, meaning the bucket that was closest to the end point, expecting the participants to prefer that bucket that would be carried a shorter distance. To their surprise, many people selected the bucket closer to the starting point, not the end point. So when participants were asked why, most explained that they wanted to get the task done as soon as possible, even though that really wouldn't actually get the task done sooner. The researchers never figured out exactly why so many people chose the bucket closer to the starting point rather than the one closest to the end point. But they suspect that it has to do with procrastination or the tendency to complete the tasks quickly just for the sake of getting them done sooner rather than later. It seemed as though walking to the bucket closer to the end point wasted time and seemed to delay getting the task done. In other words, even just picking up the bucket and getting that task out of the way was psychologically rewarding. Break larger tasks into smaller ones, the study author writes. Such smaller tasks, when completed, will promote a sense of accomplishment and will bring one closer to the final goal. So when we're overwhelmed with a seemingly large task, it may seem silly, but breaking down things into those smaller tasks may be the thing to help you move past the creative avoidance stage. If procrastination isn't an issue for you, be a support line for someone who is struggling with their goal. Maybe you can discuss with them how they might be able to break things down to make the task less challenging. Allow them to come up with a solution because they'll have more buy-in if they come up with the answer. Also, having a partner with the same goal in mind is helpful to keep both of you on track. Maybe you check in with each other on a certain day to see how things are coming along. Encourage each other, even in the small wins. Be honest about your feelings. You may realize you're not alone, but avoid being stalled in your own growth. If your goal partner doesn't seem to be progressing, let them know that you want to keep moving forward with your checkpoints. Make sure to listen to episode two for a reminder of these. I had to do this with a friend while I was training for a road race. It was a crucial conversation and it wasn't easy, but we had to determine what our true goals were. And I'm glad to say we're still friends to this day. Each of us deserves to reach our goals and enjoy the little wins along the way. So here's your action item for the week. Pay attention to the task that you're avoiding. What makes you uncomfortable about completing it? Write down your feelings. What will happen to your goal if you allow them to keep you from completing the task? Put away your phone or anything that will distract you for the next 10 minutes. And if you're using your phone as a timer, put it on and walk away from it, but so that you can still hear it. Then do the thing that you've been avoiding. After the 10 minute timer has gone off, realize that you didn't die 
and that you can find another 10 minutes or maybe this time 15 minutes to keep working on it in small chunks. Now look at you go, you can do it. Remember, smaller tasks, short periods of focused effort, and consistent actions wins the race. Now let's get to it already. Thanks for tuning in to Get Your Sparkle On and the Weekly Gem with me, Christina Stark, your Queen of Sparkle. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss these gems of inspiration and information for your business or whatever you choose to achieve in life. Each Tuesday, you'll be able to find a new weekly gem. You can find Get Your Sparkle On in iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Do you have a question or topic you'd like me to explore? Or maybe you'd like to share your personal experience with the topic? Send me an email to getyoursparkleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me and DM me on Instagram at getyoursparkle underscore on. Join me next time and be sure to get your sparkle on and keep sparkling.